We'll get pineapple buddies. No, no, don't don't use that term. Well, that's not even creative. I'd do better. Let's not make pineapple buddies a thing. I don't go anywhere without my pineapple buddy. Oh, man, I didn't even think of that. Are you like a little full on pineapple? Under the library, hashtag pineapple buddies. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us again Under the Library. It's the show where we play Call of Cthulhu, record it, and post it on the internet for your entertainment. This is our first post-Chaosium show. We had an absolute ball. Met some amazing folks. Uh, some shout-outs before we get started. Percentile Vice, it was fantastic meeting you guys. Um, XP Lovecat, who uh, does uh, some incredible reviews on YouTube. And those folks from our podcast panel, Cuppy Cup, Seth Sarkowski, Keeper John, Michael Diamond, and of course, all the folks who joined us for both of our seminars, uh, both audiences were spectacular, really every, oh, and Keeper Ian, who was incredible in our first, we gave him a super hard time, <laughs> and he was amazing. From, uh, super, from Silver Boulet Press. Thank you. Uh, super pro uh, writes amazing stuff uh, we did road trip with him and it was an absolute blast so with that out of the way we will get back to our show my name's Arthur uh, I am playing Franny we have a full house tonight we've got Emily playing Joe Chris is John Rick is Bello Sc- I did it Chris I did it Chris is not playing John. Chris is playing Boone. Only my mother calls me John. Excellent. Scott is Cully, and Wayne is Rutherford. And as always, our keeper is the amazing Michael. Michael, I turn it over to you. Hey, thanks for joining us under the library. We are a tabletop RPG uh, set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. As such, we have themes of horror, so viewers or listeners should be advised that there are cannibalism, including chicken on chicken cannibalism, as well as murder, swear words, and pocket chicken. Pocket Which, chicken. Yeah, pocket chicken. Some people might find more offensive than other people. <laughs> I don't know. But with that, we hope you'll stay with us and hear what we have ahead. Uh, and with that, Emily will give us the recap from last week. All right. So as we began last week in the lobby of the theater, Joe encountered Betty Lou and Jimmy Dale, a couple from out of town. And Betty said she knew a Joe that looked just like Joe, had the same nose, lived down the street from her in Texas. And she seemed to be able to tell a lot of things about Joe and also about her friend Cully and Joe has a feeling that maybe she can read minds. She gave Joe a quarter from 1892 and Betty Lou and Jimmy Dale are going afterwards to get ice cream. She says she will see Joe later. Franny took the quarter for safekeeping and at the same time is still worried about Bello and figures that perhaps they should call the town doctor. The doctor is Dr. Evelyn Gardner, who has a penchant for picking up stray dogs when she's on house calls and keeps a kennel beside, behind her clinic. She also volunteers as a grave digger. So while we're waiting, or so Franny calls Dr. 
gardener, talks to a receptionist who says the patient came in earlier and the doctor might be a few minutes. Oh, the dentist was pulling a tooth and slipped. That's why that patient was there. And she says, don't use the town dentist. The doctor will come ASAP. And uh, at this point, Joe is trying to pickpocket chicken from Bellow. That pocket chicken. It's <laughs> alluring. Uh, she almost got X-carded by the keeper. Rutherford went to check on Boone, who came out thoroughly cleaned up with very wet pants. They look for Dick, but he has disappeared from the lobby, and they decide to go outside and look for the evidence of the dogs. As they wander around the theater, they see a unique Los Alamos Borealis effect, flashes of fuchsia and green, familiar to the town residents, but they see no dogs. Um, Rutherford, however, realized that the lights always occur after a lockdown due to these supposed animals. Rutherford and Boone agree to work together to solve the mystery of the lights. They spit and shake. Gross. At the same time, they <laughs> look for Dick out of the front of the theater and Boone sees two men shove another man into a car. And they run after the car looking for distinguishing characteristics, but it's generic black with an illegible license plate. Rutherford thinks the government took Dick at this moment. <laughs> Will the keeper ever name an NPC Dick again? Ever? <laughs> ever? No. No, sir. Terrible decision. Terrible decision. I just have to read what I'm given. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I just want to. You cannot leave that open like that. You I cannot go. leave You're that open worst. like that. It's true. So wrong. <laughs> anyway, at this moment, a tall woman with dark hair and a lock of white walks into the theater. Did somebody call a doctor? That was so good. So good. <laughs> so they were looking for dick outside a theater dick no, they they spit okay. and then agreed to go looking for dick okay excellent. outside of a theater excellent that's exactly what happened yeah and then dick got shoved in the car or the dogs got dick <laughs> i fully blame the keeper now there's a dick shorter uh, i feel I good about yourself to... michael it's I hard. can't wait till we can look back at this 12 episodes from now and be like, oh, remember when that used to be a thing? Oh, remember when you made Emily read about dicks? Yeah. Remember when the whole group had to go out and find Dick? It's going to be a great night. Worse. Can <laughs> we just like retcon the whole second season at this point? And I can go change the NPC's name. Call him, please. Oh, God, call him Peter. <laughs> Joe just wants some pocket chicken, man. Mm, or Johnson. Chicken. Pocket chicken. All right. So <laughs> we left off. We're in the theater. The uh, doctor has arrived. She has on her white lab coat and uh, the skunked lock of hair. And <laughs> Uh, she arrived to the front of the theater doors and I believe said something along the lines of, did somebody call a 
doctor? Oh, yeah, that that was me. Uh, over here, ma'am, if you don't mind. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, this this man here um, it needs some help. It is wonderful of you to arrive. Uh, he he seems to be in some uh, some medical distress, which is why I called. And what about you? Oh no, I'm fine, thank you. Okay. And where is the patient? He's right here, the one that I'm pointing at right now. You can't see my arm because it's down below the camera, uh, but it's that it's that one over there. I do not have a that, degree that man over there. in psychiatric medicine. Uh, yes, I, I understand that, but he he is uh, he is experiencing some physical distress uh, along with the mental uh, apparent distress. Yes, and, but... and poor choices as well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's you, just trying all, to sell his chicken. Are you all talking about me? Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing just fine over here. I happen to uh, have uh, got trampled down there, but uh, it's not the first time, not going to be the last. Uh, just looking for someone to take a look here, maybe mend me up a little bit, uh, maybe a little uh, spit and shine, and uh, be on my way. And what is your relationship to the chicken man? Oh, oh mine, ma'am? Yes, yours. I, I just met him this evening. Uh, I actually have no relation to him. I'm, I'm just a concerned bystander, you might say. I'm very concerned about his mental state. Is there anybody who can attest to his mental state? Can... He's got the most delicious pocket chicken I've eaten in my entire life. There's no grease in it, and it tastes unbelievable. That's true. It was really good. What can I say? I'm a man who knows his chicken. I would like more. Uh, we I'm can certainly hungry. make that happen. Pocket, in, fact, in, fact, in fact, miss, you look like a, uh, a person who comes from a substantial source of uh, wealth. Um, <laughs> Who is befouling the air around these pots? <laughs> Seems the chicken what? did not agree with everyone. <laughs> and Chris just broke. Well, everyone was singing the praises of the chicken. <laughs> if I were there, I'd have something to say. <laughs> oh, I Worst see. I see. I'm just. <laughs> I do believe something is foul in the air right now. Oh, that is a terrible pun there, miss. Uh, so you look like you come from a place of uh, money. And, uh, no, I do believe you. that there is something foul in the air. Can somebody keep the chicken man quiet for a moment? Is somebody else very ill? Did the chicken man make this deposit in the theater? <laughs> uh, ma'am, are you are you insinuating that me, a fan, upstanding man of um, Louisville, uh, would have disgraced this a wonderful theater. Uh, 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 no, ma'am. I'm a I, 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 I'm a gentleman uh, who is in a chicken suit. Uh, but that is uh, that does not subtract from the fact that <laughs> I'm a gentleman. All right. She cuts her eyes from you, Fran, over to to Bello, and she says, "I will deal with you in a moment. I'm trying to assess the current situation, and there seems to be somebody quite ill in the audience." Uh, ma'am, ma'am I- there was a mess in the theater. Do you want to go in and take a look? Not the mess. I wouldn't. Uh, it stinks pretty bad in there. I, I think the I mess not- has been cleaned, um, and the maker of the mess is is outside. I believe he said he was going out, out the back door to look for Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this NPC. Why did I do this? 
If you're a keeper out there listening, never, ever do this to yourself. It's the worst thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so mad at myself. I don't know what y'all are laughing at. I, I just am, am recalling what, what happened so that the good doctor here can know where, where everyone lies. Miss, miss, I, I really think you need to take a, a look here at my arm. You see, I think it's been either broken or damaged or sprained, or Can maybe I got a wing out of a socket. Can somebody please restrain the chicken? Please do not restrain the chicken, sir. I am a, I'm a, I'm a fully upstanding, a cogent individual who knows uh, where he is and has his wherewithal about him, and I am simply a purveyor of fine fried chicken. She's obviously very frustrated at this point. There's a there's a lot going on, and it seems to be counter to uh, her personality to to have this level of disorganization. So she goes over to uh, Bello and looks at you, Bello, and says, "It doesn't appear that you're going to be quiet anytime soon." So. I guess I will assess your situation. What happened? Well, you see here, I was uh, at the fine uh, show here, sitting in the back of the theater. Uh, you see, the suit precludes me moving ups and downs. Okay, and... stop. Yep. Uh-huh. That's enough. She looks in your eyes. That's not exactly a full history, ma'am. I, I'm happy to provide more insight. You see, what happened was there was this wonderful production, uh, and then somebody shit in the theater, uh, which created a, a rapid exodus. And uh, I was just taken remove your by chicken the, suit. Where, well, I I don't know why we would remove your that. chicken suit. I don't think we need to do that. I think this is just fine. Remove the chicken suit. Can we do this in private? I mean, this is a bit of a, a sensitive area. Oh, I'm sorry. I- I'll turn my back. Me so too. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm, just, I'm just in the... I'm a random of- lady from the audience. I happen to have a pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 will, I will proceed. I will proceed uh, to take I believe down. it's. I believe it's risky to move you from the theater. And at this point, I will ask everybody, clear out of the theater. Clear out everyone right now. And the the theater owner, uh, your your buddy up there, John, uh, 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 accommodates her request. Um, you can tell John has kind of great respect for her. And from the back, you hear John go, everybody out of my theater. Everybody leave now. We have a medical situation, and the patient has requested his privacy, so please exit the theater now. Joe would like to try to sneak into the theater proper as everyone is leaving the lobby. The, the, the poop area? The poop area. All right. Uh, and I'm going to really quickly, I'm going to talk to Bello as soon as you're done with that part. Please, it's please not invent- like there's three feet of shit in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> please, please invent... Please invent the slip and slide in this moment. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, it's been, hey, they've I been roll cleaning stealth. it. Yeah, they've been cleaning it for Joe a while. Joe would like to roll stealth. Yeah, go ahead for your stealth roll. Okay, I rolled a seven. Yeah, you can basically go anywhere in that theater you want right now. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's almost like you're sliding. You're so stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and as you're doing that, I'm just going to say, Mr. Police, do you want me to stay with you? 
Oh, no, now you see here, this is just uh, between me and the doctor, and you all don't need to befoul yourselves along this odor. It is so uh, 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 obtuse and intrusive that uh, uh, I would not uh, wish you to befoul your nostrils with such uh, horrors uh, that have befallen this uh, graceful theater. Befoul your nostrils with what? I, I don't horse? know. The, the smell... <laughs> The smell the, of horse. Yeah, Mrs. Lay. I don't know what most of those words meant. The obtuse, the obtuse smell of horse. <laughs> That's just I, what I, I thought. I heard. the keeper needs clarification on horses or horse. Can you? It is it is a it is a it is a fault of my a very accurate uh, Louisiana accent. And uh, what happens is a uh, horse, as in horse. Oh, uh, become uh, such a drawn out uh, mumbly bumbly here in the mouth that they just seem to spill out with a with a super uh, horrors of yep. consonants okay. and vowels that are like I still don't know what we're saying in your mouth horrors horrors. Okay. Now I have Emily on my side. Could you please provide some clarification on what we're talking about? Horrors. He's saying he, there's horrors in the theater. There are horrors. Apparently, they have a scent. And let me point out that that smell is the smell of barely digested chicken. Please, so there is no oh. chicken pieces. Oh, in this. there. I will challenge you that there is not a chicken piece to be found amongst your excrement. And I would challenge no. you to go through that. Uh, for I will pay you properly. Uh, for I do not need you to besmirch the name of my chicken. Fellow, can you make a power roll? <laughs> I think that he's concussed since severely. Uh, I, I make it regular success. Okay, so you only take one point of sanity damage then. <laughs> no big deal. Who needs that? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to head out of the theater. Okay, so Joe, you've headed to the back of the theater. There's some there's some uh, people back in the pews trying to clean it up. You hear awful sounds. They're just uh, totally disgusted by this job, uh, which probably wouldn't be all that surprising. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to you in a second and whatever your intentions are. Okay. Bello, as, as everybody clears out of the theater, uh, uh, ma Dr. Ma'am, Dr. Ma'am, do, do you need an assistant of some sort? You seem to be solo there, and, and it seems like there's going to be a, a, a situation in there. Do you need some assistance of any sort? I, I'd hate for you to be all alone and, and need an extra set of hands and not have it. Um, I, I do work in a lab if, that's, if that skill set is helpful to you. Otherwise, oh, I'm happy to step aside if you if you don't need it. So as you as you talk to her, you realize after everybody's cleared out and there's no longer kind of an audience, her whole affect changes, right? Mm. And she she moves into kind of this softer, less ab abrupt mode, and she says to mm. you, "Hmm, it's the first time you've seen her like even think about anything, right?" Mm -hmm. And she says, "Hmm." An assistant would be quite nice. I would really appreciate that, actually. Yes, thank you. Okay, I, I'm happy to. You just let me know when you need something. I'll, I'll be here. Uh, well, first, uh, uh, what is your name, sir? You in the chicken suit. I'm looking for your name. 
Oh, you're looking for my name, ma'am. I'm sorry. Uh, I was just a little bit distracted. Yes, my name is Velo Poulet. Uh, I was born and raised uh, from Louisville, Kentucky, and I have uh, uh, proudly okay, that's established I'm gonna, the largest I'm... chicken magnate uh, uh, in the region, and I'm trying to uh, bring such things here to uh, Los Alamos, and you look like a woman who just may be interested in in, in franchising. It is a, a new concept. Uh, the only thing that an I am interested in, sir, is yes. trying to establish your state of physical health because your mental health is clearly beyond my capacity as a physician. So with that in mind, what preceded the incident that leaves you sitting on this bench? Right, right. Very good. So uh, you see here, uh, somebody uh, uh, besmirched this theater, as I was talking about. You can still smell uh, the demons uh, that have not been exorcised uh, from this establishment that came from a certain man outside. Uh, had nothing to do with my chicken, by the way. And you see, uh, that created a stampede, uh, and I was trampled upon, uh, which led to a broken arm and uh, me being a little concussed. Uh, things are a little blurry right now. There's actually two of you. I know there's only one, unless it's you and your twin sister, uh, who I might add does a wonderful job. Uh, but I did not want to admit that because I might come off as a little disturbed. But I, I presume there is only one of you, unless I'm wrong, in which case there's two. <laughs> so as as you're talking, you notice her take a syringe plop it into a vial, uh, extract some fluid, and then she pulls the syringe out. Yeah. And, yeah, she hands it over to uh, Franny. Uh, and, yeah. what, what What is that, ma'am? Can you just, uh, you see, my body is a temple. I try and keep it that way, and I just want to know what you're about to insert into my temple. Uh, a, a chicken temple? My chicken temple, my my roost, as it were. Uh, and she says, she says, could you just uh, follow my tongue depressor here for a moment, please? Your tongue depressor? Sure, sure. Uh, uh, happy to do that. And I'll follow it back. And with my head, just my eyes, you're not giving clear instructions. <laughs> you're, you're, doing, you're doing a great job now. Up okay. and down. And uh, let me see if you see this. So you've got great flexibility in your neck. Okay. <laughs> Chat. That's right. Friend, she makes a little motion to you that she wants you to uh, give Bello a little shot. I, I don't I don't think that's needed. Do I, do I need I'm to roll in the pen? I'm following the uh, pen. You, you don't you don't actually see it, Bella. Can I can I, do, the pen. can I do a spot hidden though if she's trying to hide such a thing and I'm sitting here looking at the pen? Let sure. me check. You could you're at disadvantage, but sure, I'll give you that. I'll give you disadvantage. That is a 48, which would be a success. And a mm, fuck me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> a ninety-eight. A ninety-eight. No. Oh my god. Scott, you fucking nailed it. it in your temple. Oh no. Oh no is right. Uh, so you get a shot right in the eye. So. Um, and, and just to just to go back to Friday morning at the convention when you you put Xanax in my character's coke. This might be what? A bit of what are you talking Damn. about? That's... I don't recall. No, listeners, listeners, listeners. This is a keeper who's had far too much tequila. 
<laughs> the nice thing is, is I can give it to you first and then Joe can kind of watch on in suspense about what her fate might be later on. Wow. Wow. All right. So, uh, but I, I guess the first question is here. You totally miss it. You're completely involved with the uh, <laughs> tongue depressor. In fact, so much so, what does it remind you of, Bello, that uh, might be slightly traumatic in your past? Oh, for me, this was uh, this 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 would uh, easily reckon to uh, 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 well, you see, uh, my uh, my father here here he would take a bat once in a while, uh, uh, and uh, uh, oh, uh, you see, uh, to the side of the house when he was angry, and right, oh my god, and Way he to bury would, uh, the lead. He would take out the chicken roost, and uh, when he was angry, and he would uh, ruin the homes of chickens. You see here, and uh, that 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 created a, a fondness, a nest, so to speak, in my heart of hearts uh, for chickens. Which is why now I you I kill run them and farm. serve them to people. Well, you <laughs> kill them and eat them. That took a turn that I did not anticipate <laughs> when I started the story, uh, but Remind it ended. You never to become friends with Bellow. I'm said, oh, I'm gonna kill you and eat you. <laughs> but I will make you the greaseless goddamn best tasting chicken this side of the Miss Zip. So why don't you take a couple more points of sanity damage as you're watching the good doctor's tongue depressor move back and forth in front of your face? And uh Franny, what do you do? Uh I try and give him a shot in the arm. Oh, you're going for the arm? Okay. Well, I mean, he's, he's sitting on the bench, right? Too that or his neck, and, and yeah, you know, I think with that ninety-eight, he's not going to see it. So okay. you easily, oh, but do oh, I? Do you not have? Go ahead. A, I, I thought he had some exposed legs, so I couldn't remember what exactly is. Well, uh, uh, let me just clarify. Did I take any of my suit off? We talked about it, and I was going to consider doing such an action, but, but I don't think you around. did so. Yeah, I don't no, so I'm in full costume regalia. So uh, there couldn't, was couldn't oh, get through. Yeah, you probably could not go through. I'm talking myself into problems here. I don't know why I'm yeah. keeping the, the discussion going, but probably <laughs> areas you would be able to see mm -hmm. would be my neck or some wonderfully uh, 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 palpable thighs. I would say just say put that stab him in this chicken tender. <laughs> Please don't stab me there, my chicken tender. <laughs> Needs to know stabbing. Okay, well, Frank, you it's good that your thighs are palpable, I guess. <laughs> instead, instead Better of than the alternative. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Was that too plosive for your microphone? Uh, wow. No, no, please, please keep palpating. Uh, so, uh, stab where you may, Fred. So, where, <laughs> where is the most exposed area for me to, to hit with a needle? Thighs. I mean, my if it's palpable thighs or my lusciously, uh, uh, my lusciously <laughs> neck, my neck, lusciously my neck. long neck, <laughs> my lusciously yeah. long no, neck. I, I, I would say you, you either have an easy shot at the arm or the leg. Yeah, I mean, I guess since I'm standing and he's sitting on the bench, um, I, I would probably go arm. Okay. But the the arm's covered with the costume and the feathers. I mean, everything's no, no, no. covered oh, with... Oh, with, that's yeah. right. You're, you're weak. So it's, not, it's, it's, he's not. wearing tights on oh his God. legs. Then I guess we're going for the thigh. Oh, if it's, yeah, you, if it's tights on the legs, then I would go with the thigh. You're going to go for okay. the white meat or the dark meat? 
All right. That's right. How so, close? Uh, up and uh, to the left. As you're, as you're following the tongue depressor up and down and all around and kind of getting lost in this vision of your dad taking a baseball bat to the... No, Papa, no. No, Papa, no. <laughs> oh, God. I don't like this. Okay. No. Uh, it's like bad touch you, for the mind. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you come to because there's a really sharp uh, uh, poke uh, uh, in uh, your uh, leg. A murder most foul. You, and as you as you look you down, you killed any any. You sucked all the humor out of the room with that one. Right. Oh, uh, Franny's pulling pulling the syringe back away from you, and uh, she the doctor's putting the tongue depressor back in her lab coat pocket, and she pulls out a flashlight and looks at your eyes um, as they start to dilate, and. Uh, where you saw two of her before uh, they start to separate uh, very distinctly. And when you hear yourself talking, it's getting a little bit blurrier, <laughs> but you're still with us, Bello. I don't want to take I'm you here. all the way out of this. Please, please don't. I'm right here. Don't and uh, Franny, the doc, the good doctor Gardner looks at you and uh, says, um, I have, I do have some considerable concerns about this patient uh, being new to town, especially he seems a little out of it. Um, I'm, I'm going to uh, have to take some of this costume off and maybe take some blood back to the lab and um, maybe keep an eye on him. Well, Papa, Papa, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I, I certainly understand that concern. Uh, and, and I do share it. He, he, he has exhibited some Don't. odd behaviors. Don't go after not, there, not, Papa. Uh, you know, the first of which being his attire. <laughs> why why hit inside of the chicken roost, Pop? I don't know why you're doing that. It's, you it's, do that, Pop. it's very inappropriate like for the theater. They will not like that. You've gone disturbed. Do, do, you, do you think you could help me remove one of these wings? Wow. Oh, I, I suppose so. I, I'd rather not, but it, it, wow. I did a volunteer to do it. And if it's for, for his well-being, I, I'm happy to. They're going to get angry. They're not going to let eggs next season. Why would you possibly do that? I, I do have a question, though. I'm just having a hard time getting past this. It would be a shame this. if his costume got irreparably damaged <laughs> while you were trying to remove it. Right, that would be terrible. Um, so it, there's been all this talk, and it is now canon in the show, about pocket chicken and the um, the level of discomfort of Joe's attempted pock pickpocket of said chicken um but he he's wearing tights on his thighs so what pockets was he using to hold the chicken that's for you to find out can we can we know can we not ask questions we don't want answers to he he established he, he does have pockets in the suit I, have I, I, pockets but I got side thigh pockets. I got other pockets. I'm going to go back to my stupid state. Yeah, the costume is like a big bell. Okay, so so it's overlapping around. the yes. uh, the uncomfortable but, bits. But he's got po- po- like he's got like pockets under the wing. He said he's got pockets here, pockets there that are hidden by the feathers. Okay, he's like full of pockets in okay. which to hide his chicken. Okay, just helping you out, Bello. I remember you establishing that. You're a real boon. 
Oh God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. oh okay. That that's okay. Yeah. I love this character. All right, keep going. No, that is not a cricket moment. Cricket. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, can you, Art, Art? I need you to take a look at the chat for just oh, dear. A, a okay. second. Wow, uh, there's a lot in the chat that I didn't realize was there. Okay, let me pay attention. Uh, hey, you've been missing a lot there. You're not paying attention. Uh, I'm, I'm not paying attention. Okay. Just get oh, to the last part. Um, oh, because my father's making a ruckus. Yeah. Uh, okay. There you go. Perfect. Okay, nailed it. All right. So uh, the the doctor whips out uh, as is there anything that we should know about how these wings are attached to you? Are they pretty straightforward in removing them off your arms? Oh, uh, no, they should be pretty straightforward unless, say, something happened with the trampling and the arm injury and my bone is sticking out and now it's caught in the feathers. Your what's sticking out? Uh, my bone is sticking out. Again, it's the accent. Okay. Bone is not bonus. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I think Let's we understood. Just, we're just moving forward. We're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Keep on. We're going to keep going. We'll keep going. You're, 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 yeah. you're drugged, Bello. You're drugged. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Thank uh, you. Uh, fa, All right. Fa, fa, you, you should not. Why are you taking down the roof? Uh, the roof needs to be there for the uh, summer rain. All right. Uh, they're going to drown. Chickens can't swim. So can they so, swim? I don't know. I'm just a boy. Don't they drown Who in loves, rain? Who loves chickens? Those, those are, those are turkeys. Or is that an urban myth? Oh, okay. Those That's are turkeys. turkeys. Those okay. are turkeys. turkeys. Chickens are chickens okay? I don't know. Okay. Here we go. We're gonna find out. He got that and, new microphone. Can we turn it down remotely? Good. Have like some Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear all of Bellow shenanigans. <laughs> it's the microphone version of a sex toy. Is <laughs> it over here? Pressing a mute. Button, a remote. Mute, mute, a remote button. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> all right. So uh, she brings out this really wild apparatus, and she looks at you, Franny, Whoa. and says, uh, "Can." Could you uh, could you help me change the vials on this as I take a little uh, blood from the arm here? And it looks like you you know the old um, videos of the uh, army immunization guns. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of those. Like and... The bull vaccine guns that we use yeah. today. Yeah, like yeah. Like that. Okay, not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Um, she starts kind of going to work at the vein in, in Bellow's arm and uh, make a knowledge roll, Franny. Oh, but we'll they, 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 they need that ottoman. I don't yeah. know why you're destroying the ottoman. Uh, where's my knowledge? Uh, knowledge is EDU, right? Oh, my God. That is uh, two points short of an extreme <laughs> success. Okay. So as you're, as you're looking at the uh at the at the blood extraction machine that she's using you're quite adept at changing the vials on it and you're you're kind of looking at it and you've never noticed before but uh across hers emblazoned on the side it says <coughs> uh the rumsford and so you're extracting this blood and um, and it's it's just kind of funneling quickly. She's very 
adept at at doing this and then it it fills three vials and she says oh, this should be good i'll i'll take it back to the lab and um she takes the uh the gun and does a, a plunging action on the back it expunges the blood that's housed inside of it and then she puts it back she has a cover for the needle on the front of it and she puts it back in her case don't worry, Bella. We reuse the same needle only ten or twelve times. Okay. So, just two questions. Uh, one, you said a plunging motion from the back. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Just wanted to clarify that. Um, so. Papa, no. Papa, oh, no. Oh my God! Now he's now he's playing sound effects back there. Papa, Papa uh, no. They, they need a hole. Oh, dear God. Um, so, uh, 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 doctor, this this machine here. Uh, where did you find this? Where, where did you purchase, or where did you acquire this this particular unit? Oh, uh, I figured a seasoned lab assistant such as yourself would know about the Rumsford. These are top quality machines in our industry. Don't you use them in your own lab? Well, I, I, I assume I don't because. I'm kind right. of surprised by this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I would assume that these are more medically based, where where my research uh, is not. Um, I, I'm curious. It, it are you familiar with the parent company who makes them? Uh, yes, uh, they they're uh, quite quite the interesting story. They were developed by an inventor in the late 19th century, and his inventions led to some of these amazing medical devices that we use to save lives today. And uh, the, the parent company themselves, I believe they're located somewhere uh, up north. I can't tell you the exact place, but uh, top of the line machinery for what we do. Wow, that that is very exciting. I, I I do believe that 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 inventor might be my great uncle. Oh, that that would be quite the stretch. I I don't your, know why, why it would be a stretch. <laughs> why do you think that this would be your uncle who made this? Well, because I, I I've been researching him quite extensively, and his his name was Rumsford. My name my name's Rumsford, um, and, and he was an inventor in the late nineteenth century. And what was his name? His name was Harold Rumsford. And she she reaches up and she takes off her glasses, folds them up, and puts them in her coat. And she looks at you and she says, The Harold Rumsford? Well, the only one that I'm aware of. Like it does seem like it's the same one. Harold Rumsford. I don't know if if we could be more specific. If you could give me some more information, maybe we can uh, de- uh, decipher whether it is the same Harold Rumsford, the one who used a can of beans to perfect the blood transfusion process. Oh, that that does sound like like Uncle Harry. <laughs> yes, he was I... famous for just using whatever he could find. He, he was you... quite ingenious. You are of an incredible. Lineage, young lady. Oh, why, why thank you, you. You stop by my offices any time, and I'll be happy to talk with you. Oh, I, I, I certainly will do that. Thank you so much, Doctor. In the meantime, uh, give your friend here a couple of these pills, and she gives you a couple of pills, and she says, I'm going to take his blood to the lab. Um, 
There's something very strange about his countenance, but only give him those pills when you're ready for him to come to. I could understand if you want him to be. Oh, okay. Well, thank longer. you. I, I, I will. I will keep these here and, and pretend that I never found them. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, and I'll I'll and give her my contact information at the lab, um, so that when there's more information from his blood work, she can contact me there. Okay. And she packs up her bag and uh, puts on her coat, and then all of a sudden opens the doors and like returns to this really kind of big voiced countenance, and just announces to everybody, "The doctor is leaving," <laughs> and she kind of struts out and down the street. That's so amazing. she has a broken arm, and so she took some blood and left the broken arm. <laughs> she, don't don't didn't take the suit off, so there's no knowing. You could have broken ribs. <laughs> How you doing there, Rick? My my arm's still broken. <laughs> I, I think it was, you, you, it was kind of nice that you said that as his mouth was moving, and it was just like it was just yeah. a nice overdub. Uh, Rick, did you? Uh, are you struggling with the mute button again, there, honey? Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I've been yammering and talking about these oh, chicken children God. and the roosters and what my papa's been doing and to the furniture and their little careers as little chicken people. And I got sound effects going and I got the fucking mute button on. This is a, this is a, this is a cloak catastrophe. This is just uh, this is just getting me all picking up. All right. Oh, no. No, no, it's right. Oh, Bella. Oh, poor Bella. Oh, Rick, I, I am. You. I'm clucking mad, let me tell you. Well, maybe Franny can like actually ascertain whether he's sustained. He's got any a broken injuries. arm, right? Yeah. Oh god, that was funny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Franny, I'd like to. I, I'd like to check in with you here a minute. And what are your observations on the good Doctor Gardner? Uh, well, I am my my observations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. first of all, I'm picturing her um, looking like a certain um, at large corporation's depiction of a Dalmatian destroying um, <laughs> <laughs> evil woman. Um, okay. Is it is that accurate in uh, physical appearance? Uh interesting. Uh, a a little. Yeah. A little less. Uh, intense in the demeanor, maybe on the entry and the exit would yep. have some of that poise, but definitely when doing the blood draws and stuff uh, softens and has a level of expertise, not of superficiality. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the fact she didn't check his arm. That was the, the one thing <laughs> that was pointed out. As Broken. A... <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, it's incredibly curious from, for my character's backstory. Um, I, I'm super interested in it. Um, I, I guess I, I would have one question is, do did she sound genuine to me? You certainly um, sounded genuine. I'm curious if my character yeah. would perceive her make as genuine. A, make a psychology role. Oh, yeah. Whatever she said, I believed it. Um, All right. Good. That was a fail. Let me just see. Yeah. Def oh, yeah. That was definitely a fail. Okay. Eating okay. it right up. You're her number one fan. Okay. Uh, is he eating my chicken right up? Because uh, it is it is wonderful, and I was strongly. Oh, okay. I don't think he gave you any pills, or she gave you any pills. Nope. 
you can you can just do your mumble gumbo. <laughs> is there something you were getting at? Is there something specific that I was supposed to notice? You're talking or... me? Yeah. yeah. <coughs> yeah. Nope. I just want to like make sure that you, you know, if okay. there was anything you wanted to clean off the character. No. Um, I, no, I mean, I definitely want to get back in touch with her. I just don't want to take any more time with it tonight, but I, I'm super, okay. super curious about it. Okay. Seems cool. right. rather important to my character. Okay. Do you want to take a break here and then we'll pick up with the other characters? Yeah, that's fine. I'm guessing Scott wants some uh, some cereal. Am I? Am I? Am I just? Uh, you haven't gotten any pills, right? I'm just still in my loopy doopy state. All right. Yeah. So let's take a break. Uh, we'll take five ten minutes and uh, see everybody on the other side. All right. We're back from break. Michael, uh, please get this thing started again. Please. Okay. Please. Again. again. Or for the first time. Again, like returning. Again, started again. Because we had some of the show, and then and now we're doing stopped. it again. Okay, Joe Boone and Rutherford and Culligan. <laughs> do y'all want to do anything today? I'm in the theater. Thanks, uh, Emily. Culligan, Culligan, that's right. in the theater. theater. Yeah, you're in the yeah, theater. And Culligan wasn't here last week, so let's hear some Culligan. Yeah. Was he inside or outside? I mean, I, I, it wasn't determined so because he wasn't there. Well, I was just inside when the doctor was there. And then when they kicked us out of the theater, I went outside to wait. So as soon as I see, unless something happens when I go outside, I was going to go back in once I see the doctor leave. Oh, okay. Do you want to say anything to her as she's leaving? Uh, so, hey, uh, what happened to his arm? Oh. Did uh, you fix it? His, his arm. It, it, remember he broke his arm? You were going to fix his arm. Uh, yes. Um, his broken arm, his broken arm. It's not like you just drew blood or something weird like that. Uh, of, of course. And she wheels back around on her feet and says, uh, his arm, you know what? I just didn't have the proper supplies with me. And I was going over to my office's to retrieve some things to set his arm. I'll be back in a little bit. Mm. Do I believe her? Make a psychology roll. Oh, God, I, I got it. You got it. All right, so it's off. Um, it's not a total lie. I, you, you can tell maybe that she's possibly just a little absent-minded, but... Mm. Uh, it, her statement's a little off. In fact, it almost seems like you saying his broken arm uh, registered with you that that was the first time she thought of the broken arm. So you'll be right back? Because what if he's sitting in there with his arm broken, he's got to be in a lot of pain right now. I, I did give him some medication uh, or actually the uh, good uh, assistant who decided to help me gave him the medication that I gave her to administer to him. And um, he shouldn't really be in any pain right now. It hurts so bad. <laughs> I don't know about that. It doesn't seem like you're a very good doctor, lady. <laughs> Why would you question my methods? Because mm, you left a guy with a broken arm. I didn't leave him. I'm I'm headed back to my offices because I needed some supplies so that I could set the arm. Why was I forsaken? 
Okay, I guess I just thought those doctor bags had things like, I don't know, slings and tourniquets and all sorts young, of stuff like that in them. Young man, you, you just seem to think that with your notebook there and your pencil that you just have all the answers. Is that what I'm ascertaining from your big talk? Mm, if you knew anything about me, you'd know I have all the questions. It certainly would seem that way, but you don't have a whole lot of the answers. And as that man in there is in a lot of pain and his arm is now broken, I think that you should stop asking a few of those so that I could return to my offices and return with the necessary supplies. All right. Hopefully you'll be back soon. I'm going to go take a find out how he's doing and make sure those meds are working on him so that he's at least not in too much pain. Hopefully you'll be back soon. Okay, that lady. Yes. Yes, I will be, as I've said I'm, before. I'm going to go sprinting inside. Okay. And so as you arrive, you see Franny there uh, with a really kind of whacked out bellow. His uh, head's kind of lolling back and forth in the chicken suit. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go right up to Franny because <laughs> Franny's only a little bit older. She's almost a trustworthy semi-adult to me, so... Sure. I'm giving you at least the, some slight benefit of the doubt. You're no Joe, but and you're certainly no Dick. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So I'm gonna go, Franny. It, the weirdest thing just happened. That crazy doctor lady just came out. I think she forgot to actually take care of his arm. She completely forgot about it till I reminded her. What is she doing here besides give him drugs? Yeah, it, it does. It does seem that way. Uh, but she is going to do some tests. Uh, so I, I, I would assume that someone uh, of such renown would would not leave a broken arm untended completely. What what kind of I test do you need that. to do for a broken arm? You you look at the arm, you tell if it's broken, and then you fix it. So would she? Did she take blood or something? She did take blood. Yes, mm -hmm. and she did give him medication to to ease his pain. What does taking blood have to do with a broken arm? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. I broke an arm before. No one took my blood. It, maybe she knows, uh, maybe she suspects some other ailment that, that she feels is more critical than the broken arm. I, I do not know. Mm, I don't know if she was lying to me. Where's Joe? I got to tell her about this. This doesn't make sense. And I'm going to Bello, and he's rolling around on the floor, right? No, no, oh, no. He's, he's no, no, not on the floor. His, his head's like oh. rolling around. Oh, Papa. Papa, they're 401k. What are you doing with them? <laughs> what the what what's going on with this guy? He was fine before. Well, I, I certainly wouldn't call him fine. I don't know, I, I'd call his chicken delicious. You haven't seen my thighs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what? How long is he going to be like this? I don't know. I, I think in, until he receives some pills to uh, to counteract the the drugs, yes. but but it, I, I'm sure that then the pain from his broken arm would would come back. So oh, we wouldn't want such we wouldn't want that pain. to return. Oh no, please! I'm in such existential and physical pain. Oh no, my arms broke. Oh, Papa, Papa, Papa! Oh. Somebody would only give me a pill that they had in their hand right now. That would be wonderful. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I'm they gonna do that. I'm getting up and I'm going to look for Joe. Do you hear someone oh. talking, Cully? I, 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 don't, I don't think I hear. He's making a lot of noise. It's very odd. Here, Cully, Cully Here, make Cully. a luck roll. Yeah. Uh, 34, I got it. 
Okay, so you uh, instinctually kind of think that maybe Joe has headed into the theater, just knowing Joe and her curious nature. So uh, do you want to try and go into the theater? Sure. I'm not going to be subtle, though, and I'm not going to start yelling out Joe or anything. I'm just going to sort of amble on over and I'm looking around and I just sort of poke my head in the theater. Just a normal kid, not up to any bad. Right. Okay. And uh, make a make a spot hidden as you go into the theater. Oh, uh, yeah, I got that. 20. Okay, Joe, where are you? Um, I would still be crouching down behind some of the rear rows of seats, but like between two rows. So I would be hard to see. Okay, so, but that's where you find her. You're yeah, yeah. kind of cruising down into the theater, uh, Culligan, and you run into Joe between a couple of rows of seats. All right, so I'm not really going to act like I've seen her, but I'm going to sort of stage whisper. And I'm going to go, Joe, can you come on out and talk? The weirdest thing just happened. And then I'm just sort of looking around the theater and not giving any sign that I've seen her. Give me five minutes. All right, but something crazy's going on. Just five minutes. All right, I'll wait out here. And then I'll just sort of turn (laughs) around. And I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, it still smells in here. And then I'm, I'll head on back out to uh, Franny. Okay. All right. Uh, Boone, Rutherford, what are y'all doing? Or Joe, do you want to jump in? Boone and Rutherford can adventure. Okay. I'm just going to put off my inevitable disastrous experience here for a little longer. Oh, no, 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 no. I, don't you worry. That'll come at the appropriate time. I want you to just know that it's sitting out there in in the universe waiting for you. Freezing. Oh, I know. Like a nice dish of mm, salmonella. Mm. What, what so, professor, what? what should we do now? Well, our host was dicknapped, so... We, um, should, we, uh, should we head back to that was gonna say uh, no crickets? Come on, that deserves some fucking crickets right we, there. Uh, kind of did. We uh, we need you to go we back should to head to, my bad. Head, my bad. To, That's on me. head back to his place. <laughs> we should go into to our uh, talk to our compatriots inside and let them know that our host, uh, has well, the thing is, uh, we don't know that they're inside because all the people just got kicked out of the theater. We can see them in the streets, we don't know that they're. I think as long as you guys were looking, you would have seen Cully come outside, wait a minute or two. And then oh, okay. Hey, there's that Cully kid we we're looking for. And he's the one with the uh, the, the biggest connection, what the uh, pretty big connection to uh, our host. So we need to we need to tell him that our host has been uh, taken away in a car. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so let's, let's. So I was keep say, this engine running. It was nighttime, if I remember correctly, and so we saw our host taken away. Um, that couple seemed suspicious that, you know, and so we would head back to Culligan and yeah. uh, let him know of the situation. Hey there, Cully. 
Golly. Guys, th- this has been the craziest night. I just thought I was going to get to see a magic show, but I've seen a whole lot more than that. Well, wait do you hear about our crazy night. Uh, your friend there, Dick uh, Rutherford here, thinks he just got uh, abducted by, what were you saying, gov- government types? That was a, a, a government car for sure, and he was pushed into it, and, and, and it drove what? drove away. Couldn't get a look at the plates, but I I don't think that would have let us know anything. He he's in he's in desperate trouble. <gasps> Did he ever mention having any kind of you know fear, concern, uh, difficulties with the local government or something? I will have to I will have to talk to the keeper about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know the two of you know him best. So, so has he ever voiced any any fears there, Keeper? Well, he you said that he looked uh, more nervous than he uh, usually did, or he looked nervous at all, and he usually doesn't. I remember you told me that. Uh, what's your general disposition about this, Rutherford? Disposition? In regards uh, to the government, those oh. kinds of things. I incredibly well. That's the whole point. He's here. His whole motivation is that he distrusts the government and does not trust them with the nu- nuclear secrets. Now that he he does know nuclear science and he doesn't trust government types to use it correctly. That's why he's here to find out more what's going on in Los Alamos and the fact that Dick has been abducted just make makes it all relevant that there's something nefarious going on. So make a, let's say, make a knowledge roll at advantage. Uh, knowledge or? Yeah, knowledge. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, knowledge. Is that, is knowledge in intelligence? Oh, knowledge is, or is knowledge education? Yeah, education. Education? Okay. Yeah. At advantage? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing, because my first roll was a 99. The second roll, however, is much better, and that's a hard success. <laughs> so thank you for the advantage. Yes, I'm, I'm glad that you didn't die. Okay. Um, so, sorry, I had a flashback to the a con moment that I should tell you all after the show. Um, and so... Y'all frequently had these conversations. One thing that uh, Dick talked to you about was um, his his concerns about what he was designing and what these designs. uh, He he said that the buildings were constructed that they wanted to be constructed in such a way. uh, You had a hard success, right? Yes. Uh, That would prevent escape. And the, those words stuck out in your mind in mm-hmm. terms of how the buildings were designed. Um, he didn't give any context, but your general kind of thought was that he didn't have any context for it, but that that's how we, he was instructed to design them. So these, so the science, oh, wow. So the science center, huh, is not just a science center. It's a place for incarceration or... Perhaps uh, Rutherford would go so far as thinking they're actually making scientists work against their will. That would be his sort of paranoia sense. Yeah, that seems fair. Yep. And so 
that would be his thing. So his he would surmise by this situation that Dick was taken to do work against his will at the science center. Because that's okay. what he sees the government doing. They're not paying in people and this whole system of dogs and such is to scare the population to see so they can so they don't see people being abducted. Okay. That, was, that would be his paranoia. Okay. And uh, I will relay that to uh, I will relay that to uh, Boone, but um, the mo- more important person to talk, talk to would be uh, Culligan here because that's the other person that knew Dick, and I let him know that I think he, he's been uh, abducted and he may be put into service by the g- government in the science center, and we may have to t- travel there to free our host. I say, Rutherford, that doesn't make any sense. He already works for the government. He builds their buildings. He he. He already works for him. Why would they make him do work that he's already doing? Well, maybe he knows something about the design of the building that they decided they don't want to become common knowledge, so they want to shut him up. He never talked about anything like that. I, I Maybe they just needed some work done, and so they picked him up. I, 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 I saw it. They, I mean, they didn't, like, bums rush him in, but they were pretty forceful about uh, the way they... Uh, put him into the car. It seemed a little forceful to me. And I'm a bum. I get thrown out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was going to oh. say, many strange occurrences tonight in the in the theater and out on the streets. And uh, this the whole this whole town has many strange things going on with these dogs, <laughs> these lockdowns. Oh, um, tell Kelly about. Oh, Kelly knows about the lights, right? Because you live here. Yeah, and then Absolutely. yeah, and then the the lights that must have something to do with the science center, and then our host being taken against his will, and I, I think they're if he to... got taken against his will, we got to go get him right now. He's he's the only adult worth anything in this town. He's the only one that takes care of me. Well, you should have seen Rutherford. He was practically running after the car when they took him. Yeah, good for you. We got to catch him. We got to get him back if that's true. We need to collect any uh. People who can help us, those the people that have, were with us at this show, perhaps some of them can help us, even that lunatic chicken. Well, let's get the yeah, old gang back together. He's got a broken but, wing and the doctor didn't even heal him. That's the other thing I wanted to tell you guys. The doctor came by to help him out and then she left. She took his blood and she never actually healed his arm. So when, she forgot about it until I reminded her. So would Rutherford, a vampire? would Rutherford in his, uh, in his uh, insights and parent, well, just being curiously paranoid about it, uh, sense the doc- that this local doctor is somehow connected to the science lab? Make a, hmm, what's our insight here? Let's say, go with intelligence. All right, intelligence. So he's, Rutherford's once again he's an egghead and puts lots of puzzle pieces together and this is a puzzle and she seems to be one of them okay and he nails it with a uh, regular success okay and so your assertion and your paranoia I think would lead you to believe that most anybody is in a professional capacity medical or research wise is connected to the government Mm. So this whole thing, it's like a, I was going to say, Culligan, you've been here for a while, but I think you've been naive. It's 
this this whole science center is like an octopus with its tentacles wrapped around this town and as many people being used as pawns. Uh, I hope you're not one of them. Mm, I don't ever work to any work for the government. I think they even have people working for them and the people don't don't even know they are working for them. Mm, Not where I live. I live in the Straits. It's a neighborhood not that far from here. It's pretty poor. I don't think most people work for the government. Most of us got pushed out of the area. I, I think you need to start questioning everything around you and all your associations and, and people. Everything is wrong in this town. That Everything that's right is probably wrong. And you can't go with your gut intuition. You have to look deeper. I don't know. My gut told me that... Uh, my gut told me that you guys might not be the worst people in the world. Are you telling me I should question that one? Yeah, yeah, prob- well, that's probably. You, you, you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I lean over and stage whisper, Cully, uh, the, I mean, the professor's a smart son of a gun, but I, I don't think he has all his marbles. I'm beginning to worry. I, I don't know. Any of you seen? Any of you doing okay? Boone, you seem like you might be okay. Well, but I only been in this town for two days. Maybe there is some sort of lunaticness in the air that I just ain't breathed enough of yet. Well, I, I, I say we to being a grown collect, up. collect our friends from inside, and it's nighttime. We, we should we should get back to our host's house if we can, and then work out a plan to to find find him. Joe will be out in a minute. She had to check something out. She said she'd be right out. And my question is, is our, our host Dick is, does he have any family or anyone else living at the house or was it just him who operated? Did he have helpers? Just him living at the house. But just him. So there would be no one there. Okay. So I, I suggest we go back to the house and we could use that as a, a base of operations and settle in while our host is a, uh, well, I don't want to think about what might have happened. And, and we, we can uh, formulate a plan, Culligan. Uh, you seem to have a level head and boon too. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm right, at this professor. point, I've taken out my notebook and I'm just writing down everything that I've been hearing. Right. I wonder what old Joe is up to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. so, so we we head back towards the doors to, to round up uh, Joe and Franny. Uh, and- hang on, before you go round up, let's give Joe a chance to do her thing. Absolutely. Or, or okay. that's fine. If you're, if you're, I'll just say y'all are headed back to do that. But let's go back a little bit to cut to what Joe is up to. Okay. So Joe's in the auditorium. Hmm. And are there still staff people cleaning up the mess? There are indeed. It's quite the mess. Okay. So uh, how far down the theater will that seven take Joe? (laughs) Sneaking towards the people in the mess joe being being who you are and how they disgusted that they are with their job it'll probably get you all the way down to the stage if you like great so once i can see some of the people cleaning in the uniforms that suggest that they work for the theater yeah 
apologies in advance, but are there any pocket bulges that might suggest keys? It was the apology for the pocket bulges. Yeah, we, we got that. Yeah, yeah okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it seems reasonable that they would have some keys on their persons. Joe would really like to get through one of those locked doors because the mysteries of this evening are just eating away at her. And she was okay. going to pick a pocket. But before you go pick the pocket, can mm-hmm. uh, you can make an idea roll here. And realize I'm sure. Yeah. Wait, which one's an idea? Uh, intelligence. Okay. Okay, uh, now. That's a s- extreme success. Yeah. So, you know, you might, instead of uh, thinking that you need to steal keys, just look at the open stage in front of you. Oh, what a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm glad that you could burn that extreme success on that as well. That actually makes me so happy. Just gonna sneak up on the stage and go backstage. Oh wow, what a great what idea. What a good idea. Okay. All right. Uh so uh, I'll, I'll I'll give that extreme success to let you you run up to the stage. Um you crawl across and roll under the curtain yes. and you find yourself backstage. Uh, okay. Cloaked in a lot of darkness. That's wonderful. What a, yeah, thank you. Uh, so I probably can't see too much, but I'd like to head for stage side, whichever one's closest. I'm ass- In my mind, I came up on stage right. I don't know why. So can you help me out? Because I'm not a performer. Is stage right when you're looking at the stage, the right-hand side, or when you're standing on the stage, the right-hand side? When you're standing on the stage, the right-hand side. It's house that's, left. That's good because, all right, house left. That's what I was thinking of. That you'd be house left, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, yeah. So you rolled up from the left, and uh, so you're under the curtain, and you're kind of feeling so i'm just kind of yeah feeling my way around the goal at this point is to get off the stage into whatever rooms might be backstage oh sure we're gonna help you out don't you worry (laughs) joe all right so as you move to the left side of the stage um you can hear voices talking and and mumbling and um you hear as a matter of fact uh you hear some people arguing um, you can't quite understand the context of it, but uh, they're, they're definitely all of a sudden you hear somebody screaming and um, it, it's a woman's voice and you hear her going off and saying, but you never take any of my ideas into consideration. Nothing. I'm here for you and nothing, 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 nothing. It's like I'm just here to open up for you and then that's it. Do I recognize the voice? Uh, sure. Make a, a an intelligence roll on that, I guess. Or Is a it Lana Perret? Yeah, it could be. Maybe. 
Uh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, it's Miss Lana Perret. Oh, okay. All right. And she screamed or she was just yelling in the conversation? It's kind of like, yeah, I guess screamed is probably a bit much. She's yelling in the conversation. Okay. Uh, if I move towards the voices, the cell, the smell of the smell of cigarette smoke kind of hits you. You you smell mm-hmm. that in the air, um, and uh, you feel like a curtain kind of drag across your face um, as you're as you're moving through in the darkness. Um, as you you're you're feeling. And you find a break in the curtain. And as it parts, you see a little bit of light and a stairwell off the side of the stage that heads down towards the further back of the theater. Okay. This, so, this is where the cultists cut out your heart and sacrifice you to young puppies. <laughs> so if the stairwell goes towards the back of the theater, I'd like to go the other direction to see if I can figure out what that purple mist was. At the baseboards. So if you go the other direction, there's a stairwell down. Uh, make a dex roll. Okay. Kind of remember the last time Emily went off alone and took a stairwell down. <laughs> I'm rolling so well tonight. That uh, is an extreme success. That's good. These are great places to use up those extreme successes. Um, you make your well nimbly down the stairwell and then find yourself um, on the backside of a door and uh, I'll just go ahead with that extreme success and that you realize you're at the door that would be the entrance to um, house left of the stage. Okay. And I'm still in the dark. Yeah, you are. There's a light though on the other side of the stairwell that you walked away from. Right. But that's where the voices were. Yeah, it is where the voices are. Yeah, so I'm going to feel around where the floor meets the wall where I would be opposite the baseboard with the... You're looking at me like I'm weird. No, you know, no, no. I Well, I mean, you are, like but a... I'm just... Yes, go ahead. I'm feeling around on the floor. Okay, and what are you looking for on the floor? I'm looking for some sign of... I don't know. Is there a pipe? Is there a, I, there was just the weird, there was the weird purple. Okay. Make a spot hidden. Yeah. Okay. Here comes the 99. Eight. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh... Try to kill me now. Keeper. Uh-oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Do that. Don't do Don't that. Don't say that, Joe. Oh my God, you're bragging about your dice armor. Okay. Uh, oh no. Oh, I like that dice armor. Okay, so as you feel around along the wall, uh, you indeed find some pipes that seem to uh, run out from the stairs and into the wall. So it's maybe. Uh, you know, maybe like a six inch length of pipe that uh, comes out of the stairwell and runs into the wall. Okay. Well, I'm going to um, follow the six inch length back to its base. 
<laughs> okay, it goes, but it goes right back into the stairwell. So that's what I'm saying. It's like it's exposed in such a way that, um, you know, you can't find the source or where it goes to. Yes. Oh, right. okay. So if I feel around the base, <laughs> <laughs> this is your fault, Michael. <laughs> it goes into the stairs. Okay, well, how do I get under the stairs? Okay. Okay. Well. Uh, no. Oh, uh, is there yeah. a way to get under the stairs? Yeah, a powder closet. Yeah, is there like a, do I feel any seams? Any ball bearings? There's uh, no seams. They seem to be uh, sturdily secured boards. Um, but your your suspicions from earlier in the theater at least confirmed that there is some source of piping that runs into the wall. Very interesting. And and it's coming from uh, the stairs come down from stage level, so that that piping okay. runs underneath the stage somewhere. Okay. So it goes into the stairs and then presumably under the stage, but I can't tell that it goes for sure under the stage. Correct. Correct. Okay. So if they do traditional magic there, as well as supernatural magic, there would have to be trap doors to lift up and for people to disappear under the stage. Yeah. So with that in mind, um, is it possible for me to go around and under the stage? Like the stairs that I just came down? Could I go? Mm -hmm. No. So there's nothing to get under the stage from there. That's okay. all sealed up. Um, but, uh, if you were to have a guess by the way it's constructed and your dynamite little roll there a minute ago, um, yeah. yeah. And, and you can, you can start to see your eyes are starting to adjust to the light and there's boards. So if you, if you come down the stairs towards the door, right, there's like a sidewall of boards that would be the sidewall of the stage. And you can start to see through the cracks in the boards some faint glow of light through there. Nothing super bright, nothing like there's a room right on the other side, but just you can tell that there's light um, emanating from under the stage in different places. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me head back towards the, the lit room and see if I still hear voices. Okay. So you go back up the stairs, which at this point, your eyes are adjusting quite well and make a listen roll. Okay. I got, okay. I'm really rolling so well. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a hard success. Okay. Um, so as you go over the cap of the stairs, you hear a, a male voice responding and you realize that this is Casper's voice at this part, at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's responding. It seems like somewhat to Lana and he's saying, but, but I just, I don't understand. I, I feel like that I'm out there and. I'm I'm taking in your suggestions, but I I don't understand what more it is that I can I can do for you, 
And um, she adamantly like comes right back at him and says, um, but you're always putting me down and, and I, I'm always second, second to you. And it's just, you don't respect me as an artist. And she's really obviously super frustrated at how he's been treating her. Um, and, and this is kind of the context of the conversation you hear. Okay. I'm going to go back on stage to eventually try to get myself out of here. But as I pass through the stage, mm -hmm. are there any, is there anything on the stage? Make a spot hidden roll. Okay. I'm still okay. Uh, it's a regular success. Um, a regular success. So for that, uh, everything appears to either be draped or moved off stage. Uh, no, like you can't tell if there's any kind of quote unquote significant props uh, mm -hmm. from earlier in the show. Uh, looks like everything was kind of moved off um, almost in your observations uh, purposefully so that uh, th there are no remnants on the stage. Well, as I am still there behind curtains and unnoticed. I'm going to peek under some drapes with the general purpose of finding something small enough that I can take it with me as a souvenir. Um, a peek under the drapes in which direction? You said there were some things on the stage that were draped. So I assumed that meant that there were like sheets over things. Got it. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, you you pick up the sheets and uh, you you reach under. There's a pedestal. There's a pedestal that's been draped. You pick up the sheet. You reach under and you get a. You, you feel it. It feels like a deck of cards, and you slide it into your. That's pocket. what I was hoping for. Good. I'm so glad that I could do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> when you okay. take them out, the edges are like razor blades. You're gonna lose all your fingers. Uh-huh. Okay. That's fine. Okay. All so right. you... I'm gonna sneak my way off the stage. Okay, cool. And I guess on that, uh, as you take your little souvenir off the stage and head out into the theater, we'll call it a night. Okay. All right. That was very exciting. With that, we will do this. So for that, we're gonna call it a night. Between now and next episode, you can find us online at underthelibrary.com, on Instagram, under the library, Twitter, under the LIB. If you'd like to see us on video, you can find us on YouTube. Or if you're watching us on YouTube and you want to get the podcast, we are anywhere you get your podcasts. So until next time, for me, Michael, are you raising your hand because you want to say something? Yeah, don't forget about our new module on drive-thru rpg entitled yeah. the snake's oil uh check it out and you can join us and play along in season one with it excellent thank you for the reminder and um if you like what you're doing want to support the show you can find us on uh, patreon.com slash under the library so for me for michael for emily chris scott wayne and rick thanks for joining us and we will see you next time 
how how am I coming in? He's very twisted. So the more fucked up things are, the happier he is. It happened, guys. It just oh, happened. And a lot of drinking. That's for the kids. That's for the kids. Coming in good? Coming in good? If I'm too much of an asshole, what if I take up everybody else's space? I think there's plenty of room for all of us to be assholes. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's a single one of us who's not an asshole. It used to be Emily, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe some of our ass, asshole wiped off on her. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was just going to connect Nick saying good flavor to assholes, but the, the moment had passed. Oh, Chris, you got the, the light penis again tonight. You mean the sun? The sun is your light penis. That's my favorite gospel song. <laughs> the sun is my light penis. Thank yes. you for attending my little show. So good to be here.